good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. And we have our mascots with us here today, Rio and Tori, my two chihuahuas, so hopefully they're not going to speak up too much. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to talk about the influence that Duran Duran has had on us in other aspects and how Duran opened up things in, in other areas. For me, it, there was a lot, you know, from, from a musical standpoint, obviously all the, the influences to Duran Duran opened up my perspective and view and um, tastes in music to folks like David Bowie, Roxy Music, Chic, you know, some of these folks, I knew who they were, others I did not. The Sex Pistols, The Clash. Yeah. I mean, you know, 12, 13 years old, you know, that, that opened things up pretty drastically. And I, I, I was exposed to all these different artists and I loved it. It was amazing. You know, again, like I said previously, growing up in a household that appreciated music, all different types of music, I would say country music, not as much, but for the most part, all different types of, of music. And, and for, you know, hearing about Duran Duran's influences and obviously wanting to know everything <laughs> and, and go, okay, so they were really influenced by Roxy Music. Okay, so who's Roxy Music? I, I want to I listen to them. I want to hear, you know, and I remember hearing Avalon and it was just like, Oh man. I've listened to it again recently and it's like, oh my god, that's like an angel right yeah, there on this album. Right. That whole album. And and David Bowie, I mean, don't even get me started with, with that. But it was other other areas as well, like art and um, you know, Basquiat and Keith Haring and mm-hmm. Keith um you know, all these other artists that Warhol. Yeah, and Warhol of course and you know Renoir. Learning about them <laughs> and, and just wanting to understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still a massive Keith Haring fan to this day. I, I love, I love his stuff. He's one of my favorite artists, and you know, just that really kind of made up the person who I am, and just opened up culturally a lot of different avenues for me. And you know, on the sort of humorous side, it also gave me an affinity for British accents. <laughs> um, Again, to this day, anyone that I hear with a British accent, I am immediately drawn to because I just, it's just, it's Duran Duran. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what, whether it's, you know, Birmingham or, you know, someone like Elizabeth Hurley, you know, from, you know, sort of more refined you know, accent to Cockney or, you know, whatever it is. I just, I love it. I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. And would, it, would any of us have seen Barbarella if it was not for <clears throat> Duran Duran? Probably not. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like movies and and just uh, other other aspects that for me opened up a lot. And I wanted to dig further and I wanted to learn more. It was just a a little sponge, just taking it, taking it all in and absorbing. And it made me appreciate, you know, where where Duran Duran came from and then hearing the influences of the other artists that they were influenced by 
that that really it was really awesome. I love that. I like how you said it makes it made you who you are because I think that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. All of these things have made us who we are and why we're here now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, my influence is multifolded. How can you hear a song with the lyrics "gorging your sanhedralite" and not think words are powerful? Yeah, <laughs> that was a significant turning point in me wanting to be a reader, wanting to absorb language. I started learning French in third grade. I continued French throughout college. Um, I went to Paris for the first time when I was 17. Um, That might have been the beginning of all of that. Um, Just listening to the words in the lyrics of these songs that Simon and the band had written instantly started this passion for language, which then spiraled into culture. I went to travel school after high school. I became a travel agent because, goodness gracious, this band might go on tour one day and I need free tickets to go see, (laughs) to fly to London to see Duran. Here's the caveat to that. I was a travel agent for 11 years and not once have I been to London. So it's happening. It's going to happen. The other uh, influence specifically is musically, like Dee said, the um, influence on Duran being Roxy Music, David Bowie, the Beatles mm-hmm. are, I call it part of my DNA. It's part of what makes me who I am. Even today, I will not change the channel if a Duran song comes on, if a Beatles song comes on, it's just something that I have to hear. But specifically, John introducing me to Burn For You from In Excess mm-hmm. on the... MTV guest VJ stint that he and Andy did um, was life-altering. And when NXS came into my life, Michael being another sort of version of Simon and writing these fantastical lyrics and having these magical videos and knowing they were from Australia, it just melded. And it was it was like the perfect thing. Uh, and Burn For You is one of the perfect songs. Um, Niall had a whole lot to do with that. So that whole combination is just like magic, oh, that Nile magic Rogers. perfect. Yes, that Nile Rogers guy that we adore <laughs> The so godfather, much. yeah. Beyond all of that, the travel stuff turned into a, a degree in geography, um, which is celebrated from Seven and the Ragged Tiger. Stephanie mentioned in another uh, episode the maps within Seven and the Ragged Tiger. I have no doubt that that had some influence on my uh, love of culture and travel and food and people and music and and differences and beauty and mountains and all of it, which then led to education uh, and being able to teach people of different cultures and languages and travel the world and teach people in different places, uh, such as South Africa. This band has essentially influenced almost every aspect of my life, including my husband, who when we first met, we had to um, make sure we liked each other, and it was through music that we did so. And the minute he told me that he was, um, he had the Seven and the Ragged Tiger tape when he was a kid, I knew right then and there that we were going to be married. So uh, literally almost every aspect of my life uh, has been influenced by some element of this band. It's funny you say, you talk about language, because it made me think as well, my appreciation of words, mm-hmm. I think, came from the band mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember a couple of years ago, we took a trip to Santa Fe, a family trip to Santa Fe. My father-in-law is an artist, and so and he lives in Santa Fe, and so they run in those circles. And so whenever we go, you know, we see people who are friends of theirs who are also artists. And there's this one person in particular who she's a she does pottery, and she lives in this amazing place in uh, just outside of Santa Fe in Chimayo. Um, this beautiful house. Um, it's a couple of houses, uh, actually, and then her studio. And her backyard is just this series of mesas. It's just amazing. And we go hiking there every time we, we go to yeah. Santa Fe. But anyway, uh, I remember that the first time that we went there and did the hike, I was just so blown away by it. And I wrote her a thank you letter, you know, for hosting us and everything. And and then the following year when we went again and went hiking, and we were just kind of, we came back and we were talking and uh, she said, you know, I, I really like the, the, the thank you. I just wanted to say I really like the, the thank you letter that you sent to me. I, I could tell that words are very important to you wow. when I read that letter. Yeah. Yeah. And no one had ever said that to me before. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, thank you, first of all. And second of all, you're absolutely right. Words <laughs> are important to me because I, I just sort of, I want to kind of write, the, the say the right thing and, and all of that. And I think that that comes back to to Duran and mm-hmm. just the words, the, the lyrics, words, the lyrics, and I the story. story. The lyrics and, first, mm-hmm. right, and, I, yeah. and I'm in marketing as well. And so that kind of translates to mm-hmm. telling a story for a brand or, you know, whatever. But anyway, to say that, because well, and that wanting to instill the love too. of reading and words yeah. to my students too. It's Absolutely. very much like that. Yeah. Well, when y'all brought up Niall, I mean, I don't know if I went quite as deep as y'all went when you would read and, you know, there are these bands that influence them. I didn't necessarily consciously dig into them, but I am a I was a disco baby. And literally my aunt and her boyfriend would go disco dancing like he had like the white suit. And <laughs> I would listen to the entire Saturday Night Fever like record at her house and they would show me how to do it and I was like four years old and they'd spin me around and my one of my favorite songs was um, Freak. By Chic, mm-hmm. The Freak by Chic, which I loved and I would listen to over and over and over again. And so that was in my subconscious, all that disco. So I really think when Niall was on the reflex, I mean, something there, I already had that affinity to that. And I think partly what I loved about disco and Duran was a lot of it was so happy. Mm-hmm. And really with the 80s, that's a lot of what I, I still love is there's... There's, there are the moody songs and there are the, you know, the atmospheric ones that are beautiful, but then so much of it is just, it's happy and it's joyful and it brings joy to me and to people around me and it makes you want to dance. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of times music is an escape because it is a place where you can go dance and be happy and just, well, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's super important to me. And I think that that, that was a big, a big influence and, you know, and talking about, you know, I was always drawn to how they also wanted to be kind of ahead of the curve with technology. And I think Nick was a lot of it where, you know, even their videos being so much more well produced and thought out in the very beginnings with the, with the Barrows kind of letting that they wanted to be on there. And then, you know, back in the day with, with second, what's the, Second Life. Second oh, Life second and stuff. Life. They Electric had the Second Barrel Life. being the first. Well, um, and Echo Electric Barrel mm-hmm. was the first downloaded mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really like the fact that they're willing to to kind of, you know, take some risks there and, and keep going. And that was partially why I was, like, thinking we need to do a podcast because that's sort of one of the, you know, 
the new tools out there. And, you know, I think that that's a great way for us to connect with other fans and other mm-hmm. music people as well. So I think it's influenced a lot on life. We talked already about the traveling and mm-hmm. how that just planted that bug. But, and I, this may not be totally related. I always loved James Bond. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. I, the first James Bond movie I saw was For Your Eyes Only <laughs> um, with Roger Moore in the movie theater. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that and then Octopussy. And then when I found out that Duran was doing like a James Bond, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Cause like the coolest band is with like the coolest movie thing. <laughs> and you know, however my little brain could process it back then. But I thought that was, and then to hear later that John actually went up to Chubby Broccoli. It was like, Cubby Broccoli. Cubby Broccoli. <laughs> Chubby Cubby. They were like, we gotta, we, we gotta do, we gotta do a song for you. I mean, it was just perfect. And then the fact, I think it's still the only number one yes. James Bond theme. And then like, aha, did one of the next ones, which is also nice. near and dear to my heart. Yeah. So, you know, that's some other kind of overlap. And I was kidding earlier when I said Renoir, you know, in the reflex, but actually I, that made me go look up his paintings right. and he is my favorite painter. <laughs> and so I will give them a little credit. And I even looked up Voltaire because yeah, when Voltaire exactly. is twisting out of sight, I'm like, what is this Voltaire? Right. Okay. I didn't, don't think exactly. I read a whole lot of his stuff, but still, you know, I admire that like with Simon's lyrics. As well as other lyrics in the 80s just went a little deeper. I mean, some of these songs, or they used good vocabulary. And that's what I miss. Now just, it's all yeah, bad British. British. Now it's all bad words all the time. And in the 80s, there were these songs that, yes, they used aphids. Aphids rising. <laughs> I had to look up Fly on the windscreen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at, at some point, we are going to get the book of words out, and we will just read some of these and, <laughs> and talk about maybe what we thought about when we were, yeah. you know, 12 yeah. years old, but... Stephanie, what do you think? Gosh, Influence. I mean, influences. I mean, I I think I mentioned that um, I grew up um, in my earlier years. My dad was in the was in the Air Force, so I was always surrounded by diversity, um, which I'm very proud of. Um, I always say that I've always lived in a Benetton world, <laughs> um, and so again, when Duran came along. Here was a band that was was showing other places other than where I lived and maybe other places where other than where you lived. And they opened up a whole new world to me um, and got me curious about other places that maybe I hadn't heard of before. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, and... I mean, we've, we've talked about Niall. I mean, my gosh, Niall Rogers, but I mean, the Godfather, I keep saying that, but it's so true. Uh, he has just influenced so many people and so many other bands that we love. Jody just talked about in excess. I just sat in my car when I got home and original sin came on and I just Mm -hmm. cranked it up. And I'm, I just, again, thank you for that Niall and in excess. Um, and fun fact, yay! For yes, the fun fact, <laughs> yes. Daryl Hall sings back up. Yes, Daryl Hall. Oh my God, we do love us some Hall and Oates. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, I'm all over the place right now. We're talking about this, but I'm about to go see Snow Patrol in two weeks, and I first discovered Snow Patrol because John had yep. his Trust the Process website, and he told me that I needed to listen to Final Straw <laughs> in 2004, and I Just like went he told and, me I exactly to like Burn for you. Yes, he yes. told Jody that she needed like burn free. He told me I needed to listen to Final Straw, and so of and course, I did too. J- uh, John Taylor says I need to listen to mm-hmm. Final Straw. Well, then I need to listen to Final Straw, and then I met Christy later, and she's like, "We're going to a Snow Patrol show," and I didn't realize how much uh, 
influence it had already had on me. And I fell in love with Gary and his, 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 again, another lyricist Mm -hmm. who takes me to another place. Um, and so I'm going to go see Snow Patrol in two weeks. It's been a good seven years. So I'm so excited. Uh, we're also going to see Roxy Music. Yes. Um, and well, Brian, Brian, Brian Berry, Roxy Music. He's, I think they're doing Avalon. And I think he's yeah. doing Avalon in its entirety. Or super excited. Songs from or songs from yeah. Avalon. But super excited um, to see him in August here in Austin. And the only reason we didn't see him last time he came to Austin is because Duran scheduled a show in Houston yes. and yes. we went to Houston and instead. And we went to Houston instead. <laughs> That's right. Duran has a habit of like playing on the same night as our other favorite influences. He did the same thing to me um, in San Antonio when they scheduled a show same night that Sting was playing, uh, someone that has a heavy influence on me, and who is one of my favorite lyricists and bassist as well. So it all it all comes back uh, to these to these guys and 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 their collaborators. I would say again, Duran, as far as diversity, has always included, has always I thought been a diverse band, mm-hmm. and it included things that that maybe you weren't surrounded by in your everyday to day life, but made you want to find out more about what is out there in the world. And that's not just about the community that you live in, but there's this whole other world and culture um, out there that you need to know about and talk about and see and hear. And I can appreciate that um, because uh, the more diverse, the better, I think, in my opinion. And when you get to know something about somebody else, that cuts down the barriers that, that, that of a lot of things that's going on in the world today. So not to get political, but I think that they've always been a gateway um, to that for people. Yeah, I started so. listening to Clean Bandit because they were opening at Roblox. Yeah, yeah. And I think Nick really liked them. I yeah. think that's how they got in. And I just love how they use the classical music and then the, the dance music and the electronic music. And I think that's pretty awesome. So it's fun when they bring some people like that mm-hmm. to the shows, because then it just really, yeah, and it does, it opens you up to different yeah. things. Well, I mean, Neon Trees, I love, and Neon Trees opened for them, what, All You Need Is Now tour or something? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the band that opened for them for the astronaut shows, the early astronaut shows? And I can't remember the yeah, name of the band, um, but I still have some of the songs. I have, in my, I had my, that, I, and I yeah. downloaded that album after seeing them. Nick hated them. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know you're I talking loved, about. They were cute. They were young. Yeah, they, they were, were great musicians. Yeah. Like that one song they had. It was like a fun. Okay. You could hear the Duran. Well, if y'all know who it is, y'all <laughs> write into us and let us know. Yeah, we'll have to <laughs> figure that I've out. Got it in here somewhere. Well, yeah, and then remember. I mean, if we're gonna talk about openers for a minute. The Cranberries. I saw them open in Austin at the Irwin Center. Oh, the and Cranberries. The thing is, I remember course. about. Dolores wouldn't turn around. She was like staring at her giant speaker, and the whole time she was like, she wouldn't look at the at the, the audience. So I guess she was just really super nervous. But oh, I love clear the cranber- static. Yes, oh, yes, clear Sorry. static. Clear, clear static. static. Yes. <laughs> but I love the cranberries and the Sundays and mm-hmm. all of that too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the Dandy Warhols and oh my gosh, Tame yeah. Oh, Kaja Gugu, if we want to go Kaja back Gugu, that yeah. far with oh, the yeah. in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Which I think, fun fact, I think they didn't. Too shy go number one before Duran had a number yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. Which is kind of crazy. I love that He's so. producing some other, I can't remember her name right now, but he's also working with a new female uh, artist. Nick, Nick is, or Lamal? Nick. Yeah. <laughs> is Lamal still alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love the never ending story song too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That is funny. So. Any other influences? There's a lot. There's, There's a so lot. much. Yeah, it's like it's just sort of woven into the fabric of yeah. 
who we are. You, you mentioned know? Keith Haring. I mean, Keith Haring was such a thing between me and my sister that when she died, I had given her a card for her birthday of the heart. Yeah. Hit the heart yes. that he drew with the uh-huh. two figures. Mm-hmm. And I put that in her casket with her. Oh, so Keith Haring lives with my sister. You know, I mean, it's yeah. that special. Yeah. And that I would have never known about him. Me neither. Yeah. Living in small town Louisiana had mm-hmm. it not been for the influence of this band. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And she was an artist. I mean, she wanted to do makeup and hair and stuff. So she had these grand ideas yeah. and creativity and stuff. So she appreciated him in her own way, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, a bunch of Keith Haring. I had the Keith Haring swatch. Oh my God. Swatch watch. <laughs> yes. Haring, I still have it. Um, That's awesome. I have a bunch I of prints. I remember stumbling, stumbling on a, an exhibit in Paris when we were there a couple yeah. years ago. And I was just like, we can't leave here. We yeah. have to stay and see this. Which brings to mind um, talking about Sing Blue Silver and the opening. You were talking, Stephanie, you know, with Tiger Tiger and you know the bu- the the trucks and everything, but then the Palace of Fine Arts, yeah, 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 right, yeah. and the black, you know, with the it, it, that just captivated me, and I had to find out, you know, what that was, mm-hmm. where it was, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, obviously the show was in Oakland, but. I looked it up and I just said, I, I've got to go there. Mm-hmm. I've got to see it. Mm-hmm. I've got to go. And I remember, I think the following year, we drove to San Francisco and that was one of the first places I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And we went and I was just it's beautiful. mesmerized <laughs> so as well, beautiful. just to see it in person. And I just, I kind of just got emotional because it came, it brought back that the intro and everything. And I just, I just, I just mm-hmm. sat there and just walked around and, you know, but sat in the, you know, the, the grassy area. And so San Francisco became one of my favorite oh, yeah. cities. Oh, me too. Oh, in San the Francisco world. is one of my favorite mm-hmm. cities. Yes. Like, I, and, and, and just the rest of the city was just amazing. Oh, to me. Yeah. And that is, I, San Francisco is very near and dear to my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally, I think, left my heart in San Francisco mm-hmm. when we went that first time from going to the Palace of Fine Arts. And so every time that I go, I have to go yeah. to the Palace of I, Fine Arts. I don't Arts. know how many times I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I just go and I just, I'll just sit there mm-hmm. and sit again in the grassy area and just mm-hmm. take it all in and people watch and, yeah. you know, yeah, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I've been there since, you know, with my family now and, and um, thankfully my family loves San Francisco as well. But yeah. Of course I have to listen to you to a kill when I'm in Paris. At the right. <laughs> Before I travel, I always have like soundtracks yeah. for all of my trips, and Duran has made it to most of those okay. soundtracks, yeah. different songs. Northern Lights, since your last... <laughs> well, no, I'm just, that's being planned. Northern yeah, well, Lights. yeah, you're coming up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> nice. I will say, though, however, I, my Antarctica didn't make my Antarctica. <laughs> I regret that, but now I think of it every time. So. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now we are going to talk a little bit and introduce ourselves um, outside of maybe our Durani personas. So I'll start. <laughs> I'm Suzanne, and when kind of asked to describe myself, I would say I am a world traveler, a dog mom, and a child of the 80s. So in the sense of world traveler, I have actually shopped on all seven continents. I don't say I've walked on them. I say I've shopped on them because I bought a t-shirt in Antarctica. (laughs) And I'm a dog mom because I already introduced my two fur babies 
Rio and Tori, which her full name is Notorious, and they are super fun and cute, and I love all dogs. And then a child of the 80s, pretty much any person that meets me knows I love the 80s, and I talk about it a lot. And I think I love it because it was just a happy, fun time. I grew up in the 80s, um, started third grade in 1980, and then graduated in 1990. So pretty much my, all my growing up years were then, and I still love the shows, and I love the music. I love lots of the music, including Duran, but many others that are still around. So um, those are some things that, um, how I describe myself. Were you a fan of Square Pegs? I loved Square Pegs. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to watch that show all the time. Yes. Square Pegs. Square yeah. Pegs. Square. Square, 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 square Pegs. I actually have it right over there on a DVD if we oh, want to watch it. Oh my gosh. Yes, and yes. last night, Stephanie spent the night um, and I made her watch Love Boat because it was Saturday night. Yes, we did. And watch a Love Boat episode. This is a true story. You have to watch With Jane Wyman. Really? From Falcon Crest people. And Mark Oh my God. Uh, the other, oh, yes, and Marsha Brady. Was the other. Falcon Marcia, Crest. Marcia, Marcia. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched that every Friday night. Me too. <laughs> that, so. with, after the Dukes of Hazard in Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Dukes yes. of Hazard, <laughs> Dallas. I had a Dukes yeah. of Hazard poster oh, in the third I grade above my... Uh, yes. Bo Duke. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, I love the 80s. I mean, people at work even know I love the 80s, so... You I, go on 80s cruises. I love me the 80s cruise. We, y'all will hear about that, I'm sure, later on. <laughs> yes. So that's a little bit about me. So, Jody. To me. Um, <laughs> what am I? I'm an elementary education um, adjunct lecturer, peon at a university, but that just means that I'm a six-year-old at heart um, because I do get to spend some time in elementary schools with little kids, uh, which is probably my favorite part of every day. Um I am also a world traveler. I spent many, many years as a travel agent getting to go to Japan for $35 um, and, you know, fun things like that. Um, And also living in Austin, Texas with my husband who was my boyfriend forever. We've been together for almost 30 years now. Um, We love music. We moved here because of music. Um, I love Austin and the fact that I can see and do so much music here. So that's kind of me. I didn't know you were a travel agent. Yeah, for a long time. A very long time. Yeah. <laughs> right I out of high that. school. I didn't go to college. Right. Well, I kind of went to college and then dropped out and then went to do travel school and did that for a long time. So I'll tell you, I think awesome. the two things that really helped my travel bug was when I was in junior high, we drove from Houston to Alaska mm-hmm. in a camper. Mm-hmm. No way. Took a month. Wow. Biggest car trip ever. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to give the boys some credit because what if I was like in fifth grade watching videos of Sri Lanka yeah. and watching them like on yachts in the Caribbean, I mean, this is buried in my psyche. Yeah, there's this, no way that oh, just mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like, yeah, I want to be out seeing the world like they saw. So yeah. thanks guys, because that really, you know, put a place and, and built, you know, planted the seed because, you know, my parents planted the, we're in the camper, yeah. the Duran Duran was on a yacht. So I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And that, that would be a good, um, we'll probably talk about that later in terms of the influences that Duran had on other oh, things, yeah, you know, within our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. So Deanna, how about you? So, um, I am a native Austinite which um, I guess people call that a unicorn these days mm-hmm. because as much as Austin has, has grown, 
Although I can't say that I was born in Austin. I was born in Waco, Texas. Mm. Um, and then we moved to Austin in 1976. So I might as well say that I'm born and raised in Austin because <laughs> um, I went through all my schooling here, but then went back to Waco to go to Baylor University. Sick and Bears. Sick and Bears. Um, I am married, and this year will be 15 years. Uh, it will be our 15-year anniversary. I have a 13-year-old daughter and um, an 11-year-old son. So that keeps me pretty occupied. Um, although, you know, we try not to let it overtake our lives very much. Um, the way I've seen it in other families where it's just you're running around taking them to, you know, they're doing each three sports or three activities or four activities. So we try to balance it out as much as we can. Um, do they like music? They do, but they like more of the sort of current pop, mm-hmm. quote unquote, hip hop music. Um, Cause I don't really consider it hip hop um, <laughs> very much. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm old Curious. school. I was raised yeah. on, yeah. yeah. Some of it's good, but um, I, I will say though, uh, I was playing Duran, you know, for them when they were younger and my daughter had a little phase, I guess, where she was into it and, she actually did a little uh, paper um, in elementary school. Oh, I remember that. I think it was fourth, third grade, or something like that. And it was like a um, they were they were doing a unit on um, uh, like some writing something that's uh, to 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 uh, get people to do something or like a persuasive paper. persuasive paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did one on Duran Duran, and it was so adorable. <laughs> um, I still have it. Yeah, you know, I, I can't say that I'm I'm a world traveler, although I'd like to be. I mean, I have been to other countries though, um, and you know, growing up, my we we drove everywhere. My dad didn't like to fly, and I think it was I don't know if it was that he had a fear of flying or or not, but he just didn't like to fly. So we drove everywhere. We drove to Chicago. We drove to San Francisco. Wow. We drove to Mexico to Veracruz and and Mexico City, and I will, I distinctly remember. On that drive, um, listening to Duran and just thinking about Sri Lanka and mm-hmm. all these other places, because you know we were we were in Yucatan and that was at the beach and and um, I'll never forget that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you know I've been to to Europe and I did a student exchange program when I was a sophomore in high school and stayed with um, did three homestays, one in Germany. Um, Ireland and Holland. Wow! Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, we were gone about a month and a half, a couple of months. Um, so that really framed my outlook very early on. Mm-hmm. I was 15 at the time, and I came back. I came back a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So um, just having this outlook beyond where you know where I was. So um, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit about. And that. do you love CrossFit? <laughs> yes. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All the time there's pictures of Deanna like these weights that are like twice as big as she is. <laughs> and she's like bench pressing him or whatever or deadlifting him. I don't even know what it's called. So yes. Cleaning and pressing them. Okay. Deadlifting. Cleaning and pressing them. I like to lift heavy. <laughs> Me too. Stuff. I do too. <laughs> I'm getting so to there. the O lifting stuff. I'm getting there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. How about Stephanie? Oh my gosh. Well, 
I too would like to be a world traveler and I am definitely a wanderluster. Um, I did probably more of world traveling overseas when I was younger because my dad was in the Air Force. So I have lived in Germany and I have been to other countries. Um, it's just not as an adult and I'm hoping to rectify that very soon. Maybe for a certain band's tour, that would be fantastic uh, to be continued. Um, I am in retail management and, um, and although I do live in San Antonio, I pretty much live here in Austin as well too. Um, because I, yes, uh, Jody's house is my second home. Uh, Suzanne's house is my third home here in, in Austin. And, um, I'm here a lot for, for shows, um, not just Duran shows, but other live music. Um, shows because I am a total concert goer and just love live music and, you know, meeting the people and being in that element. Um, it's just my happy place. Um, I would say the other thing, well, I guess you guys would describe me as you said earlier, as I'm a still trap. <laughs> she remembers everything. everything. Um, and so, yes, the highs in life are absolutely stuck in my mind and with good reason. Um, and so, uh, what else, you guys? Wonderluster, concert goer. Steel trap. Steel trap. trap. The, okay. the keeper of the memories. Yes, yes, the keeper of the memories and how it went down, where we were. And who exactly who was exactly, there? Yes. Who they were wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Just all of it. So Good okay. times. Good times. Good times. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Ice Cream Cherry Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. See you again real soon.